you're watching this and you're, and you're creative and you're thinking, well, that's helped, you're fucking doomed uh, because nobody knows anything in this business. Everybody's making it up as they go along. Uh, everybody's True. trying to be their own thing. And those who succeed don't care about anybody else. They're doing their own thing. So do your own thing. Don't try and be the next this or the next that. Be the first you. Fuck everybody else and be original. And now be original by... The following podcast has been approved for restricted audiences only. It may contain adult themes, exclusive language, sexual content, and some graphic nudity. Cartoonist producers must insist that no one takes this podcast or its content seriously. Back again. Cheers to you. Cheers. Right. So, this year we are continuing to double down on providing more value. Right, that's what everyone likes to talk about. How much value have you been providing your audience recently? So we are doubling down on that for creatives because we're a couple of creators. We want to have a drink, learn something new, and cut to the podcast. So Martin, what have you been up to? Keep it short and sweet because we have an awesome guest awaiting our audience. Not a whole lot. Just been uh, editing last week's episode. You'll have watched that already, which we discussed uh, beginnings. Um, seeing as it was new year, new beginnings, the roadmap for, for a new year as a creative. And we talked about our beginnings. We talked about uh, the mistakes we've made and how you can learn from them. Um, because you're gonna make you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes in life. If we made a lot, you might as well try and reduce the amount you make and, and learn from our, our hellish mistakes. And no one really wants to know what I've been up to. They want to know what our guest has been up to. I got a proposition for you. Well, you can stick it up your mother's ass, you little prick. Get away with words. You want to be in a play? What's all this shite? I just think you're right for the part. Gotta do something about this cunt. What's the matter? I'm fucking pulling my shorts out. Oh, Jesus. More joy, it doesn't matter. He's pulling your tags. I'll just go on with it. But I'm not the worst. What about the murderers, serial killers, dictators, torturers, politicians, cunts that shut down factories to preserve their profit levels? Oh, they greedy rich bastards. What about them, eh? Me? Know how many times you want to cross a river? If there really are 140 Brits in hiding over there, three trips. No, I ain't tough. I could say the same to you. Yeah. Good luck. Hey, hey, hey! What's this? Where's your other shop? Your interview shop? The one with the soup stains and the hash buns? It needs ironed. Look, get it on. If you turn up looking like that, I don't think you want the job. Spent six months in a hostel. It's where I learned to be funny. I had to. It was either learn to be funny or learn to be Tracy. <laughs> so the last week has been pretty eventful. Exciting, but in a bad way. What's your name? Mr. McLeod. One of yours. Stand there. Hurry up, hurry up, sit down. Come with me, Mr. Burrow. There. Hands up. There will be no pushing or fighting in my class. Understand? Sit down. What you're proposing seems quite personal to me. Be nice if we were on a first-name basis. Mr. Menzies, I do need you to keep focused. See? I can tell a Scot when I see one. You have some Scottish blood running through you somehow. Without further ado, we have an all-round good cunt, is how I would describe him. I've known him, he's, he's one of the, the people I've known the longest since moving to Glasgow. Um, and lucky for me, unlucky for him, some would say. He's an actor, DJ, comedian, stand-up, uh, general good cunt. Without further ado, Stephen McCall! Welcome to Country! I correct you on that one, that one thing. I am no musician. I mean, I play the drums a tiny bit. I fuck a bit with the harmonica. All I heard was you play the drums. I'm a DJ, though. I'm a particularly good DJ, I have to say that. I do enjoy being behind the decks. But is that, would you not consider that a musician? No, that's just playing other people's music, you know. It's like being a really good uh, projectionist at a cinema, you know. You show other people's work, but I don't make any of it, you know. I mean, I just, I'm a curator. I'm a really, I'm a curator of fine 
music. Well, the great thing is, because I'm editing this episode, I'll be able to just dub you in, and then they'll get the explainer afterwards. So, so there we have it. Well, let me say we were enjoying your set last weekend we were just wrapping up the episode and realized that you were live on twitch so the episode actually was extended by another two or three hours while we continued to drink and uh, jam out to your your tunes and great selection i must say i'm a big fan of the selection it was good to have you uh, tune in you know you, you doubled my audience so it was uh... <laughs> You're you're doubling well, our Well, you've doubled that. <laughs> yeah, you've doubled that. <laughs> cheers, cheers to that. Cheers, 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 cheers to the big cheers to that. Uh, they were having. <laughs> maybe you could give the audience a flavour of who you are first and foremost, and maybe maybe describe like just in in brief how how it led up to this point in time. Go for it. Bad luck. Uh, <laughs> how it led up to this point. Uh, no, I. I wanted to be an actor since I was in primary school. Uh, I know that I'm very fortunate. A lot of people don't, even at my age, know what they want to do with their lives. But I knew from like primary four, primary five, that I wanted to be an actor. And uh, it was because of Burt Reynolds. I'm two hours late. I'm, I'm... Burt Reynolds was my hero uh, because he made my dad like literally piss himself laughing. You know, maybe maybe it would have been better if you didn't pay so much attention to those girls. Nobody's perfect. I'll be in the bar. Always like a couple of drinks right after surgery. Cannonball run, I always remember my dad watching that and there was the credits at the end where Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise are taking the absolute cunt out of one another. And it is just, if you haven't seen, the film is okay. But the outtakes at the end of it with those two, that camaraderie, and it was just, and but watching my dad watching it, falling off the couch, rolling across the floor, howling with laughter, I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to be an actor, and I wanted to be Burt Reynolds. Unfortunately, I haven't achieved that goal. <laughs> Still am, time. I am no Burt Reynolds. Plenty time. But uh, listen, I just stuck with it, and, and it became my career. Fisher, you fuck! Hello, Magnus. I had a shot you in the other ear, but it got blown off a long time ago. Besides, now we're even. Huh. No for long, Kimashabi. We'll see. Even though I always wanted to be an actor, I never thought in a million years it would be my career of 30 years. I sit here 30 years in, and it blows my mind that I'm 47 this year, and I started that 30 years ago when I was 17 going to that college it blows my mind because i still feel like i'm that kid do you know what i mean but i've got st when i get a phone call telling me i've got a job i still run about the house breathless yeah. whooping and hollering god fucking get in doesn't matter how big or small the job is you know i you love know, I, I i do the same and I'm, I'm sure martin does the same yeah because you, you you're essentially doing what a lot of um a lot of people across the creative industries do is you're working for yourself. And so when you bring in a job and you, you get that little bit, you've really done it yourself. You're not thanking your boss for like giving you a task to do. You've kind of done it yourself. Um, it's, it's no small deal. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there are other people involved, you know, uh, you know, a good agent is worth a weight in gold. What makes a good agent then? Putting you in front of the right people, you know, and, and, and putting you in front of a lot of people because it doesn't matter. You you have to be, you have to get to a certain stage and I've never really got there where your back catalogue or, you know, your name will just get you work. You know, that that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's the, they're the one percenters uh, of actors, yeah. you know, and, and bless them you know the, the the people that can command millions of pounds and are you know i yeah i go through so many scripts uh it's really hard to choose the right job oh fuck off you know yeah oh man to be sent a script and to consider oh my god i mean don't get me wrong i've been offered a job or two in my time but that's because i've worked with the people i've either worked with the producers before they know what i can do they know i'm reliable you know that comes down to that's the same in any you know walk of life but yeah, I think that a good agent is somebody that gets you and and will also accept when you say, I'm not doing that. I'm not happy doing that. That's no for me. 
this is not the kind of job that I want to be doing, which is really tough to do. Not a lot of people will do that, you know. Uh, most people will do anything that comes in front of them, and quite rightly so. But I won't, you know. I, I, there are some things that when I get the, the stuff through and, and it's an addition, I just say I don't want to do this. The writing's just, it's going to be so much hard work to just do the audition for this. Have you seen the, the ad that Ross from oh, Friends is in just now? Is there no an actor? Is there no a poor actor in Scotland that could have done with that money? He got paid probably a couple of million quid to do that. Some yeah. somebody yeah, somebody yeah. like me having a hard time, they've done that for two grand. Do you know what I mean? So, but here's the question: like, without a doubt, and done a better job, without a doubt. But why the fuck is he doing it? I don't have an answer to that because I sit and I say to my wife, "Who's who's watching this?" and going, I'm going to change my bank account to the TSB because Ross for Friends is advertising it. Who, who gets suckered in to any advert? I don't understand adverts at all, full stop. I just don't get them. I know they get into the zeitgeist of, of the mentality and, and you maybe buy something because you don't even realise the advert's done it to you. But who goes to the trouble of switching their bank account, their mortgage, because a famous guy is doing a semi witty advert about Stephen, it i don't get Stephen, it Stephen, 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 some of our audience that's who so like you know wind wind your neck shame on you audience <laughs> shame on you so so one one of the things that we do um to facilitate us moving on is we say should we cut to should we cut to Aye. Stephen, pop your beer down let's cut to <laughs> and we'll sync that up in post-production <laughs> yeah big time <laughs> listen i was the only one that was in Right, used two cunts for it. Listen, listen, you were you were on point. It gets worse. It gets worse as the the beers move on. Let's cut to. Wait, Martin, didn't we change who the fact to? It's called Fact You. This is a segment where we get to fact you. Fact you. Invite me on your show, what? and then you tell me nah, to fact, fact you. you. Fact you, mate. Fact me. This is a segment where we get to fact you and ask you questions about your creative career so that we can all learn from it. So first and foremost, where did you learn your craft? Listen, it's all a combination of stuff, isn't it? I mean, the Glasgow Skills Youth Theatre was an immense, uh, doing all those musicals, learning to sing and dance and let loose. I think that's one of the most important things you can learn when you're young and you want to be an actor, learn how to let go of the of the ego uh, of whether you know people are going to think I look stupid or one of the milestones I always talk, I talk about this when I did the improv dogs and stuff there, there are milestones that you come across and you say I no longer give a shit what people I grew up with think of me you know that's mm. a huge milestone and when you reach that yeah. especially if you're going on TV used to, I used to do films and stuff and it would be in the back of my mind all the time but the people that I grew up with are going to think this and going to think that get rid of that shit as soon as you can and so there, there are yeah. there are those hurdles to get over and once you get yeah. over them you know you, you can feel it within you you can feel that you're, you're you're better you know you can feel that you're you're more confident straight away as soon as you give less of a shit about other people you know just being on stage that kind of thing i always knew that i loved that so i went and i got into langside college and then i realized that you know those places are full of people that I had no, uh, nothing in common with from my upbringing in Casamilk. And, you know, there was a wee group of us that were kind of sat out with that main group, you know, and I, I, I just, I hated it. I hated it. I fucking hated every minute of it. Uh, spent a lot of the time just in the car park getting stoned. You know what I mean? It was like when I was at college, as as you do when you're you're young and you're at college. That was my whole first year, and I, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And uh, and I left. I didn't do it for a year. I got a job in my first professional gig, uh, doing a, a theatre and education tour, uh, playing William Wallace uh, with an actress oh, nice. who who was really into Jaw Wobble, and you used to brag about drinking her own pish. <laughs> It's quite, quite the humble brag there, isn't it? <laughs> CV potential. Caroline! I didn't know you knew her. Oh, yes. I even touched her once. Touched her what? She used to go on about the, the, the health benefits of drinking your own piss, right? And I don't know whether she was well, fucking... Was she, was she on a desert island? Like, 
That's... No, listen, there are people out there that drink their own pish, right? They think that it distills all the goodness. Well, I'm not feeling very thirsty at the moment, I mean. I mean, I had an egg cup full of stagnant water three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, all right, come on, let's get on with it. Should we drink each other's or stick to our own? <laughs> you can only drink your own. You don't drink other people's. You're not a dirty bastard, right? Technically, you'd probably get, you'd probably get more benefits out of someone else's, though. You know? I don't know. You know what you've at. You know what you're peeing out. You don't know what some. I don't know where your pish has been. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's a whole episode unto itself. Let's move on from drinking your own. We'll need to come back to that. I've done two bottles. <laughs> All right, then pour it out. Come on. Well, I had to kiss her in the play, and I think it was psychosomatic that after she told me that every time I kissed her, I could swear that I could smell and taste pish off her breath. So it kind of put me off acting for a wee while. I just I was like, no. See if everybody that's into the acting game is like her. I don't. I can't. I don't think I can do it. You know. What was your first paid job, and how much did you get paid? That would be the climbing boy. <clears throat> Not very much. I can't remember how much, but I think it was like a couple of hundred quid a week. Uh, but that was the job I got my equity card, so it was priceless. It was a priceless job. It was a landmark moment. Talk to us about your proudest moment in your creative career so far. Well, I had wrote a couple of things down for this because I think it was still doing it. You know, I'm very proud that I haven't given up. I've had I've had some seriously, and I'm not alone in this. This is not a poor me at all. But and and you know this is it's a personal thing you know to go through some huge knockbacks and and i think i went maybe seven years at one point with a decent job and wow and that was a huge horrible time for me because that was after doing really really well when i was young and then and then it was like the wilderness you know and i was i was doing little bits here and there but that after doing Rushmore and, and you know doing big things, nothing, you know, and it was, yeah, a, a, a very I've come very close to quitting a couple of times, and I've always there's always something at the back of your mind, you know. I've done some fucking horrible jobs to make money and just get by, and I've always forced myself to get back in the saddle. I think yeah, Rushmore yeah. was a was a huge. Uh, achievement mm. because it, you know it's great when you do auditions and you say to yourself there's no fucking way I'm going to get this so there's no point in getting wound up about it being good the audition so I'm going to do what I want to do and then you get that job and you go that's how you're <laughs> supposed to do it do what you want present yourself mm. to them because if they don't want that what's the point in doing the job anyway you know We've, we've brought it to the high. Now let's bring it down a little. Oh, God. What's your lowest <laughs> moment as as a creative group? I had a great opportunity, uh, I think back in late 2018, 2019, uh, auditioned for uh, Ken Loach's last film. And I had I had previously done My Name Is Joe, but a small part, and it was a great experience, and it, it made me want to. It was one of the reasons that I got so involved in improvisation, because I was at a loss. I was trying to act, and when you're trying to act, and there's all these real guys, and they were just out acting me because they weren't acting, and it was a huge learning moment for me doing My Name Is Joe. Mm. You got oh God, this you just stop fucking trying to do something. Stop trying to be somebody else. Just be yourself. This is what these films are all about. Bringing your own experience to it. Sorry to interrupt, but explain to people who don't know Ken Loach's kind of style and, and the way he, he creates his films. Well, he uses a lot of real people um, and he wants the act. You'll not get a script. You'll get you'll get, maybe get a loose thing of what the story is. And then the script will be, it shoots it linearly. So the script will be released to you on the day and you'll find out what those scenes are. So, you know, if you watch interviews with Peter Mullen, and David Mackay talking about My Name is Joe, right up until the point where, spoiler alert, David K 
kills himself at the end of the film. Ah! Right up to that moment, they did not know which one of them was going to die. You know, they knew somebody was, but they didn't know who. Wow. I mean, so everything That's... is kept very close to the chest. You know, Paul Laverty writes Calvary. the scripts. and But then it's a very loose... I mean, the story is tight, but how the actors interpret it is, is, is quite loose. Yeah, there's a lot of scope for performance there. A couple of years ago, I got to yeah. audition for Ken's new film. I knew exactly what was expected. I had trained... Uh, an improvisation uh, uh, running the improv dogs kind of uh, improv group and that I was running it not as someone who knew how to do it I was running as someone who wanted to learn how to do it and wanted a group of actors to learn with me and that, we did that for years and years I mean 10 years or something we did that so I, I kind of knew that I had it in me to 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 do that uh, so I auditioned and then I got invited to the recall edition which was done in manchester and it was four guys and four girls and that was it and you knew that out of them four and out of them four that was going to be the husband and wife in ken loach's <laughs> new film and it was a great it was a whole day of going in and improvise switching people around and team stuff and doing really well you know and, and i was i left that going that is that is as much as i could do i mean i, I didn't falter I, I didn't try too hard i let it just come to me you know i was uh, I, I was on it you know i, I had yeah, a good yeah, i had yeah, a good yeah. i had a good day you know and uh didn't get the job and i was gutted man i was absolutely gutted i wanted it so bad i think i wanted it more than i've ever wanted any job because i wanted that experience more than the job or the money or anything like that i wanted the experience of doing a film linearly and bringing a lot of myself to the character uh, i so wanted it and later on that year i was invited to the edinburgh film festival and friends of mine are, are can i help run the festival so they're very kind and they always invite me to these parties and I turn up and we'll do interviews and stuff like that. And it's always a great time. I, I love the Edinburgh Film Festival. And Paul Laverty, who writes the films for Ken Loach, was there. He was in the kind of queue waiting to go on. And, we, and he was like, can I have a wee word with you? And I went, ah, yeah, no worries. And he said, I just wanted to let you know that you absolutely couldn't have done any more. It was not about you not being good enough. It came down to just a couple of things. The girl that was playing the daughter, where it was set, where we, we didn't know if we were going to set it in Manchester or Glasgow. Just, it just, it, could, it was like almost like a flip of the coin thing. And my yeah. face just dropped. And he went, oh God, I've not made that any better. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. I'd much rather have no got it because I wasn't good enough. Yeah, not that you almost got it. It's quite hard to overcome because at least the other way around you you've got something to work on but this way it's like what the fuck can you do you're just like you just fire down there and i think that's a lot as people would would be like yeah out of my control you know but the fact that it was out of my i want it to be in my control i want it to be my fault if i don't get a job you know that i've not quite done enough uh or i'm just no right for it it's easier to swallow than i was good enough and and i could have done that but other other things got in the way, and the guy that the guy that did it. I mean, listen, it's not that like they were going to use me, and then they used him. I think it was, you know, fifty fifty. He's a brilliant actor, and he did a brilliant job in the film. You know, what I mean, he really did. The film's amazing. It was there, within my grasp, you know. And that that was that was. It took me a long time to kind of put that away that it wasn't in the back of my head. What would you have provided your younger self as some advice if you could just now? Get a real job. Hmm. Serious? No, no. <laughs> I, I, there's, a, there's always a part of me that thinks, yeah, right, I've got, I've got friends from school, but not friends that I see or hang about with, but on Facebook you see, and they've got companies, and they've got, you know, they've got all the trappings of life and big houses and stuff like that. And there's a wee, don't get me wrong, I have a brilliant life now, you know, but have struggled. It's not an easy existence. Um, so, no, jokingly, I would say get a real job. But what I would say to my younger self is, you're amazing. You're going to have some brilliant times. And if one day you write your memoirs, be honest. 
you know. But um, learn how to make things with your hands is what I would tell my younger self. Learn how to make things, fix things, and do things for yourself. Because I'm just started to do that now. You know, I've just started to buy tools, figure out how to use them. And I wish I'd have done that when I was younger. Who knows yeah. what I might have built or achieved or done if I had done that as a young man. You know? So you yeah, could I have think... a bicycle with a with a dildo attached to it. Oh, I've got one of these. Oh, oh, there you go. It's outrageous. Yeah. yeah, there it is. I mean, it's just the craziest. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I, okay, I, I know what you're thinking, okay, but it is not what it looks like. But you didn't make it yourself. You didn't make it yourself. No, this is true. I made it what it is, but uh, didn't, I didn't actually make it. <laughs> you make it work. You make it work. Right. Um, that's very good advice. Essentially, are you saying get a trade? No, not get a trade. Not, no, tradies Just... gaslight the ladies, as we know from watching Married at First Sight Australia. <laughs> uh, no, don't get, don't get a trade. Learn how to do lots of things fairly well. You know, learn yeah. how to wire a plug before you're 36. That's the advice I'd give the younger me. Be more practical. Be more mm -hmm. practical in the things that actually matter out with trying to be a good actor or trying to kind of impress people or be funnier, you know. I think that, that kind of hunger to, to want to, because um, lots of people don't want to, they just want to fucking buy it. Buy the solution rather than struggle through so, for example, myself and my wife, we made our mantelpiece. I didn't think I'd have a mantelpiece, because we don't have one. But we made one, and it's goddamn incredible. Might even cut it in about... Can I cut in the cabin that I built during lockdown if I do this? the best thing I have ever, it's the greatest use of time, money and effort I have ever done in my entire life. This thing I'm sitting in right now, I'm so proud of it. Nice. I mean, good friends nice. helped, helped to do it. It wasn't all me, but you know, we, me and my wife did so much work to make this happen and it wouldn't have happened without COVID. So mm. at least there's that. Cause we would just never have had the time <laughs> Or the money because it was all holidays being cancelled and money coming back into our bank yeah. account. This is what this is what we did with it. We were really proactive with it, and I absolutely I'm going to just cut in again because you really should see it twice. <laughs> Who's editing this shit? God damn it! Right, <laughs> shall we cut to? Because we need to move on. Three, two, one, cut to. From the field. Tell us the most interesting story from your life. As an actor, I should add. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole Rushmore story that I could tell, but I don't know if you've got time for it. On you go. Two days before I went to do Rushmore. I always wanted to be in one of your fucking plays. Got a phone call from my agent. Uh, yeah, I've just had a had a call from uh, the people at uh, Disney saying you've received the wrong deal, and uh, they're actually saying you should have been offered half of what they're offering you. Now I don't really. <laughs> now I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I can't tell you what to do here, Stephen. It's a huge opportunity, you know. But I just need to let you know that this is what they've done, and uh, you're due to fly out uh, the day after tomorrow. And I was like, I can't believe, can't believe this, man. I can't believe this. This is this, all of a sudden. I think I'm getting this, and now they're saying, no, you're getting that. And I've not done anything. I've I've not done anything to make that happen. All of a sudden, they've just taken half of that away, and went that lump it. But uh, so I had to. And what was I? 22, 23 at the time. Biggest opportunity you'll ever get. And I said, no, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I just got to tell him to fuck off. And my agent phoned me back and she says, what do you want to do? I said, tell him to fuck off. And she says, are you sure? I says, aye, I'm not, I'm not going to be treated like that. There's no way. If they offered me that and I said yes, that's what they should fucking give me. And that's it. Nah, and it's, if they do want me to come, 
they need to pay me for every single day I'm in America, every day. So I want another, so I ask for more money. If I'm not getting paid, they have to fly me home. Right, so they can either pay for the flight home or they can pay me for every single day I'm in America because I'm fucking pissed off now. My agent phones me back and goes, oh, they're not happy. I says, well, I'm not fucking happy either. I says, so they either accept that or I'm not gone. You can stick it up your mother's ass, you little prick. So obviously they didn't have the time to find some other Scottish actor who was doing what I did, you know. So yeah, I, I get to, I get, I, I, they say, yes, okay, you get it, fine. So first class, flown to, to, to America. Yeah, it was treated, treated brilliant, it was amazing. It was the best best job ever for a guy, a young guy that age to go and do that. It was amazing, it was amazing. But uh, one day we're filming in this school, the school in Rushmore, and I'm sitting having lunch, and somebody comes up and says to me, uh, so-and-so producer wants to have a word with you, you know? I thought, I thought to myself, oh, he's going to tell me how, <laughs> he's going to tell me what a great job I'm doing, you know, because <laughs> I'm fucking, I think I'm killing it, I'm killing it, I'm having a great time, everybody's having a, you know, laughing when I'm doing scenes, they think, you know, this is great, I think I'm going to get like, yeah, you'll go far, kid, right? <laughs> so, and there's like 500 people in this, this dining hall, all eating all these extras and crew and actors and stuff. So I, I, I walk over to this table and I go to sit down and the guy goes, no, just stand. <laughs> and, and everybody just kind of turns, the whole place goes quiet and everybody turns and looks at me, right? And I can feel them all looking at me. And this guy is an executive with Disney. Starts fucking bawling me out. Who the fuck do you think you are? getting paid every day you're here. Nobody gets paid every day they're here. The crew don't get paid every day they're here. You're fucking that, that. And I, I was like, just let me stop you there. Fuck you, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? And he was like, what? How dare you talk to me like that? I went, I tell you what, I'm going to do, pal. I'm going to go back to my trailer. I'm going to get changed out of this costume. I'm going to put my clothes on. I'm going to phone a taxi. I'm going to go back to the hotel. I'm going to pack my bags. And then I'm going to go and book a flight home. Fuck you. Fuck your film. I'm out of here. And just walked out of the room, right? I was raging and I was ready to do it. I was ready to oh, go. I mean, man. all those people just staring at me. My, I was so embarrassed. I was about to leave, got a knock on the door of my trailer. It's Wes Anderson, he says, what the fuck, the fuck's going on, man? What, what happened there? So I sat and I told Wes the whole story about the half my money. That I was so angry, I said, no, if you want me to come, you just pay me for every day that I'm in America. I was so angry. You know, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else, but to try, hood, I mean, because I'm a young guy from Glasgow, you mm. want to fuck me about? You know, I don't, I, I don't, none of this matters to me. You know, this is a huge opportunity for me, but I'm not willing to be shot on, you know? Yeah. And uh, Wes was like, ah, right, just don't leave. Give me five minutes. And I'm sitting there, I'm literally shaking. I'm going, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And I get a knock on the door, and it's that executive from Disney with his tail between his legs and his captain. Couldn't be more apologetic begging my forgiveness and I was like I, I didn't start any of this I didn't shout at you in the middle of a room full of people trying to make me small you did that to me but I forgive you and I'll finish the film <laughs> and that was it good old Wes and that goes back to that other job never let anybody talk to you like that it's only acting it's only a job you know, it's not worth selling your soul for or allowing yourself to be shot on. I couldn't phone my agent and go, this is happening, deal with it. I had to deal with it myself. Anything that popped yeah. up, I had to deal with it. And as a young guy who had very little experience, uh, I was proud of myself for, stand for standing up for myself in that moment, you know? I'm proud of you. And just very quick, how old were you when that, when that happened? 23, 22, when Rushmore was yeah, what? Fuck, 23 good, good years ago good or something. So yeah, but 23. <clears throat> uh, when I was out there, people were surprised that we had televisions in Scotland. That's how fucking detached it yeah. was. People would actually be like to me, uh, where, are you, where are you from? And I'd be like, Scotland. Go, oh my God, your English is great. And I'm like, do you know fucking where Scotland is? <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut two. Now it's time to... Mix it up. 
one of my favorite segments. Now, Martin and I always have quite the juxtaposition in tunage. Uh, so very interested to see what our guests bring to the mix. I've heard you as a DJ, not musician. I would call him a musician, but he's Australian. He doesn't know shit and fucking love your tune. So interested to see. Mix it up for us, Stephen. What do you have for your tunage? Interestingly, uh, those are two parts of my kind of psyche that don't ever really mix. People will know me as, uh, as an actor and people will know me as, as a DJ, but not as both, you know, and it's been suggested to me over the years, you should do gigs and say it's the guy from River City or it's the guy from Rushmore or it's the guy from... And I'm like, you know, any, I don't want people turning up to see at a club to see me because I'm on the telly, you know what I mean? Imagine, I I, imagine the crowd, the River City I crowd. I can't imagine it, I can't imagine it. The request for share would be unbearable. Yeah, there's me Margaret, there's me Margaret requesting share again. Yeah. I heard you the first time, Margaret. You're not fucking getting it. You're cut off. I mean, I, I, I love my music and I, and I love being a DJ and I've been, I've been doing it as long. I bought my first set of decks with the money from my first proper job that I could afford mm. it from the acid house I used it to nice. buy money I used the money to buy myself a set of uh, Technics turntables uh, and I used to go and annoy the DJs uh, Stuart McMillan and Rotmico and Slam Boys I used to go up I used to go there every single weekend to the Archies and every tune this before I had the set of decks and every tune that I loved I would be like what's that and they must have been like fucking like a flea in the ear I was up there all the time with a, with a wee bit of paper and I'd write it all down and I would go and buy all the records so I had this huge record collection before I ever had a set of decks I just loved it I loved it I loved the whole thing of being up on that pulpit and I mean that's not the kindest thing I did small intimate gigs for like a hundred or so mates we've been doing it for years and it's just amazing, you know, and, and, and I've DJed in Mexico and, and weird clubs and stuff, and I just love it. It's, it's, it's been amazing. But the tune, because it's a YouTube video, yeah. um, that's kind of different to the stuff that I would normally play out, right? The stuff that I play out, you don't really get music videos for it. However, yeah, love is vinyl only. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not. It's not just that it's vinyl only. It's. It's a. It's a. It's. It's just weird. I, I it's buy, just the weird stuff. <laughs> I buy the stuff. The weird, on, weird uh, stuff that you find in seventies. Pornographic. Don't, it takes a lot of money to pay. It takes a lot of money to make a music video. Very, very rarely do any of the tunes oh. that I play have a music video, right? So we we should like this. This is a good learning curve for us, Martin. Is that you know, of course, we would ideally have uh, a YouTube video because this is a, a video first podcast. But it's yeah. not it's not crucial or vital. No, not at all. But let me say that there was a choice between three videos, all by the same mm. artist, because I think oh. the music videos are brilliant. They're very thought provoking. Nice. I love that. I love them as artists, and I. Uh, yeah, so it was between a few, but I chose this because I think it's it's a, it's also a throwback to uh, it, the kind of eighties um, because I think it's a modern take on two tribes, and what I've chosen is DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewels. Nice. <laughs> always get that. Nice, line. nice, Run nice. Classic. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick I will punch a baby bear in his shit, give me lip I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch I can end the conversation real quick I am crack, I ain't lying, kick a lion in his crack I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib, take a shit Hit your mama on the booty, kick your dog, fuck your bitch Fat boy dressed up like you sound on and took pictures with your kids We the best, we will cut a fronty face in your chest, little wench I'ma mention a refresh, I'ma mention Get correct, I will walk into a court while they wreck Screaming yes, I am guilty motherfuckers, I am death Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked Now it just yeah. it descends into absolute chaos With them attacking each other and having a massive brawl Which to me yeah, just yeah. reminded me yeah. of Two Tribes Frankie goes to it's Hollywood, I thought they say that people don't make political music anymore. They do, but it's hip hop that make political music now. It's not fucking Bob Dylan. You know, you're just listening to the wrong kind of music if you're not mm. if you don't think it's political. I love Run the Jewels. Nice. And if you want the direct link, 
head to cut-do.com. All the show notes. I'm sure we'll be linking out to the... Uh, Side note. It'd be really great to... You've already probably already got this in your head, but it'd be really great to like pick out those scenes. I can send them over because I've got all these... Uh, like Ned's and all that. It'd be great to pick out these scenes and have them overplayed. Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? Uh, like Ned's and all that. It'd be great to pick out these scenes and have them overplayed. That's a good Stevens idea. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Are you saying that yeah. you've already pirated them? No, no. <laughs> I think I think we've got them on we've got them on camera there, Stephen. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a car. That's such a good advert. Someone has recently just 3D printed a uh, Lamborghini Aventus. So technically they stole a car from the internet. (laughs) Awesome. You wouldn't steal a car. (laughs) Crack two! (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did, Stephen. Of course you had another story there. (laughs) Stephen! News to me. What kind of fucking creative fucking... Oh, wait, is this... No, this is yours. No, I asked the last one. No, I did mix it up. So over to you. Oh, you're right, yeah. We we keep each other in check. I'll redo right. it, you just said, Steven! Over to you, Martin. This is what happens when Finn is hiding Tenant Super Lagger in his wee thing. <laughs> Clearly, he's getting absolutely <laughs> fucking hammered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been stacking up. I've actually had six. That's that's how hard hard I am. You can times that by two from the pre-show. I just crunched them and then I swallowed the cans because that's how I roll. Right, Stephen. News to me. This is news that creatives need to know about. So what have you got for us today? Oh, now this is this is because I don't I I creatively I spend my time doing daft shit right so not wanking mm. that's not creative that's just essential oh, that's not what i was doing nah, I you were doing. that's your dirty mind <laughs> nah, I thought I was. Uh, so there's creative like, ways to do it that's the thing ways though, to do yeah. it nah, you know, you know, like, <laughs> um fuck's sake man he's getting me down here um, so i don't really have anything all i can say is there are there are things that i have found during lockdown that have kept me really entertained and have and they've brought new things to me so if you like food i would recommend that you check out nats what i reckon who's one of your countrymen finn fuck this shit what's up champion smells like quarantine spirit in here and i'm ready to hang some shit of more packeted shit today's enemy packet risotto brilliant funny amazing cookery videos he's a stand-up comedian in australia Look, in an ideal world, I'd have a big, wide, fucking non-stick pan, but I'm not fucking Peter Pan over here. But during lockdown, he's decided, because he's quite a good cook as well, he's decided to just do cookery videos to teach people how to eat, cook properly, and not eat. He's getting, it's like a war he's waging on packaged foods. And it's brilliant. Check out his videos, and that's what I reckon. Fucking oath. Don't be a grub and cook shit out of a packet. Fuck it, make it yourself. You're more talented than you think you are. Easy as fuck, cheap as fuck, and there's not that much in it. See you next week. And remember, fuck packet rice. <laughs> do you remember, do you, do you remember, do you remember the bone, bone her supremacy, Stephen? Mate, that's one of my yeah, favorite things I've ever we, done. I think it's fucking hilarious. Do you remember the pre-production He won't make it public. Have a, have a word with Finn, he won't make it public. It's a private link. It's, I'm pretty sure it's a private no, link. No, it's not, because I've given it to loads oh, of people. Oh, it's not? It's not private. I remember looking... The pre-production and planning for that was done in the car on the way to location. <laughs> yeah. All we had was, we had like, right, here's the characters, and this is this is the scenario, and then we just discussed it in the in the journey there, and we just rolled up. And well, it was, it was a pretty short shoot, wasn't it? <laughs> I am uh, Goldie Gordon, director of the Bone Her Supremacy, the follow-up to the Bone Her Identity. Seven. You, you may or may not know, we won a stiffy in the United States for the first film. 
We actually won um, Best Foreign Language Porn Film uh, because the Americans thought we were speaking in a different language. Listen, that's the beauty of doing the improv thing. Once everybody just went, yeah. that's my character, this is what I'm doing. Looking back on the track, we're a little green back. Got the fight, just the kind, but losing my mind. You know, like Vince Talkerty, for instance, you know, got to be the greatest carpenter ever to have acted. Except for Jesus. I like to go for the, the essence of a character rather than just straight ahead. Uh, Many tales of porn films being scrapped entirely because uh, because of a lack of wood. Is it dirty, Mark? Certainly not a problem when I'm uh, <laughs> when I'm on set. I think that should just a bit do love. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing operator. Right fucking there. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Just reframe as required. Get to film women for my job. Him and Harrison Ford are like, you know, they're like that. Uh, but Vince just doesn't have mm. that break. But Vince is an incredible actor, and as soon as he latched onto that, I'm a real actor. I'm a proper actor. I'm just doing porn to make the make make the rent. Make ends meet. Oh my god, what a great make character! Ends meet. So good. I gave up the greatest line in it. Improvised. Yogi, fancy uh, making yourself useful? Could you operate the boom in this thing, please? I have never ever experienced this. I have a film set in my, my whole career. I turned down a corporate for this. Three weeks. Top, top dollar. I gave up a corporate to do this. Uh, top, uh, top dollar. Just, <laughs> it was just oh, a, such so a good. fantastic day filming that. Yeah. It was just brilliant. I love it. it. I tell people about it all the time. I gave them the link to yeah. it all the time. I think it's fucking hilarious. And the story about the guy at Road uh, microphones sending you the message going, look, we can't let this win, but I've showed it to everybody. You know, just everybody, right? I've sent it to everybody it? in the company, but you know, it, there's no way it can be in the competition. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. it's great work. It was great work. But, but they also they also still sent us a microphone, which which is good. I remember watching it, I was blown away. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was amazing. Even more so when I found out it was improvised. We had yeah. grand plans to do more stuff like that. Unfortunately, it never happened. But it just shows you how easy when you've got that group, that core group of people that knew how to work with each other. Yeah. You know, uh, it was such a such a, 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 a loss that we did. A, I, I, it was yeah. magic. It was absolutely brilliant, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't change any of it. It was amazing. It was. It was. But it, but it couldn't have been done without a lot of a lot of um, precursor relationships and working together. Yeah, you can tell that you all knew each other and worked well together. You can't you can't look at that and then to go, oh, I could just jump in a car nah. with a bunch of actors nah. and then produce something. At, so, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a, a misleading story. But shall we cut to? Check me once, Stephen. Check me twice. What do you have to bring to check one, check two? What's that again? Oh, well, I'm glad that you asked because for the new listeners out there, this is where we, we review a product or service that we thoroughly use and would recommend. So we've checked it. So I buy a lot of music uh, for my DJing uh, all the time, constantly. I'm constantly online and I think over the last five or six years, my resource for that has been predominantly Bandcamp. And I love Bandcamp because a lot of the money, or all of the money, a great portion of the money goes to the artists, right? It cuts out mm. the middleman. Mm. I love that about it. I love that I could create a bit of music, go to Bandcamp and say, host that for me, please, and take a cut. And I put that on there, and boom, people will buy it, right? I think it's a fucking great model. But also, I think that great artists are using it. And great producers are remixing and rehashing old tunes and bringing them new life to them. And I love Bandcamp as a resource. It's my number one place to go and find new music. So I would highly recommend, if you're into your tunes and, it, and the genre, it, it, it goes right across every genre of music. If you can't find something you love on Bandcamp, you probably don't love anything. You're probably dead inside. So that would be the, the thing that I use most. Perfect. And Stephen, tell me, where would you go to get a direct link out for that? Uh, bandcamp.com. 
Yeah, but to, to get a link directly to Bandcamp, where would you go for that? <laughs> Cut2.com. Cut2. Close. No. Cut2 forward slash peracunts.com. No. <laughs> <laughs> We should add that in. That's gonna, that's a new page. That's a new page. Cut-2.com. Cut-2.com. See, see thanks, these guys. See, they, see the cut-2.com guys. They know what they're doing. They don't, they don't harangue their guests into knowing their web page. They let them finish stories that they want to tell. Uh, they, they blame them for running out of time. They're amazing. Steven. Can I, can I just cut you off there? Because I'm surprised that you didn't start telling us a story about you at Bandcamp, right? So, before you start, cut to... Also, Stephen, your rate for tonight's been halved. <laughs> What's half a nothing? Ha- half a nothing's fuck all. What, what was that address again? You you tell me you tell me what that address is, my man. Go on. Cut dash two dot com. Do you know what? You should get fucking Ross for friends to do that for you. People might actually pay attention. It only skinners a couple mil. <laughs> he did for yeah, free. and it would not be fucking worth it. So one of my favourite segments, one of our favourite segments, is couples therapy, and it's a chance to talk about our own struggles. And today is very special. We've got Stephen here, which means we've got Thruples therapy. So Stephen, what's on your mind? You know, I think that, that I don't I don't want to talk about the normal stuff that's on my mind because it's on everybody's mind. Nobody wants to mention COVID or fucking mask deniers or QAnoners honors or fucking what's going on in America. Who gives a shit? It's America. Apart from my friends in America, I know you care and I care for you. <laughs> There's, I just, I mean, f- for me personally, right now, I'm quite happy and content in my life. And I know that's controversial right now. That may change tomorrow. But at the moment, I'm having a fucking great time. I've managed to do a couple of wee bits of work, not as much as I would normally do, but enough to keep me going. I'm spending a lot less, so I've got a wee bit more income than I would have normally. Do you know what I mean? I'm by no means flush, but I'm not a pauper. So, I I would have to make something up, and it would sound very, you know, eh, whiny to make something up that is actually bothering me. So, the only thing that's bothering me right now, there's nothing. Three, two, one, get two. uh, No, I tell you what's bothering me right now. I tell you what's bothering me. Um, I'm getting to the point now where I'm I'm absolutely fucking desperate to hang out with people in a club. Right? Oh, fuck yeah. That mm. little, mo- that little that moment where you're on the dance floor and you're surrounded by all your mates and you can dance this way, eh, my pal. You can dance that way, all my pals. You can all your pals are running about you everywhere you look it's people you know you love you trust you can then go on the deck supply them with fucking mate I'm absolutely it's busting out of me this is why I'm doing the kind of the, the live streams and stuff you know because at least then they're mm. talking to me and I get to connect and they're like wow where'd you get this to because I never stopped buying music so this last year I have I have got the most amazing collection of music you know i've curated all these brilliant tunes and i and i want people to share them because for me it was all about sharing those tunes with people you know yeah. and i'm apt it's, it's busting out of me i don't feel like we can really help you here um normally normally um we don't help each other anyway because we're not we're not like professionals we're not professional therapists or counsellors, but we do try. We do hey man, try. We listen. Hey man, it's, listen. You, it's your segment. If it's shite, it's shite. <laughs> it's, it's technically your segment, and it is shite. Oh no! See, see, <laughs> see, see this. See this thing of turning it back on your guest. This isn't going to work. You'll need to get better hey, at that. Listen, just just because we invented the segment doesn't make it ours. We the, hand it over to you. If you've made it, shite, it's on you. I, I like you know. I hope it's clear to to any future guests that Stephen and I have a pre-existing relationship, which has never been very had. very positive. Had 
<laughs> right, shall we? Cut to! Right, everyone watching, pull the plug out because it's time for Steven's blatant plug. <laughs> I really, I really tried there. I really tried to introduce that without any kind of smirk or laugh. Um, <laughs> I've just plug got it. an image of you, if you, you in a bathtub, just pulling, pulling the plug. And I just don't know. It's just messing me up, messing me up. It's only three beers. That's yeah. not that's right. not the kind of plug you were thinking of. Um, come on. Yeah, it wasn't the kind of plug I was thinking of. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Trying to keep this family entertainment. This is a PG show. It's time for uh, everyone to pull their plug out because it's your opportunity to blatant plug. Blatant plug. Yeah, I would. I would. It would be nice. If people, if they're, if, they're, if they're so inclined, if they like their dance music, if they like to get down of a Saturday night yes. to yes. come and check out my Twitch channel, SMC DJ. So it's twitch.tv forward slash SMC DJ. Go on, follow me, because I've nearly got enough followers to be a patron, which means Kants can give me money for playing music. I don't really want money, I just want you to come and listen and chat. Nice. There's a lot of people come and listen and chat. There's, uh, at the moment, it's great fun. You know, you've got people, we've got people from uh, uh, Colorado tuning in, chatting to Big Bruce Morton and Govan Hill and <laughs> chatting to people down in, down in Liverpool that are, you know, so it's a nice mix. So for me, for me, the playing the music is great. But seeing the chat where people are kind of talking about where they're from and loving the tunes, different time zones and stuff, it's great fun. What was that domain again? The the address that people go to find you? Cut-2.com. <laughs> Thank you, my man! You'll find the link in this show if anybody actually watches it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they'll put yeah. it in for you. Honestly, honestly, it was, it was phenomenal. I can only encourage people to head to your Twitch channel. Um, SMDJ. Oh, for fuck's sake. SMCDJ. Just go to Twitch and look up SMCDJ. Never mind, Finn. Go to twitch.tv. SMCDJ. Press that follow button. I just need. ABC. D E A B C D I can't find C fortunes Cut dash two dot com, find it all there. Right, we gotta cut to Cut it to So Stephen, this segment is called My Two Pence and you have sixty seconds, one minute to bitch about whatever the fuck you want. Time starts No People are being dicks all over the world. Everywhere you go, not all people, but the dicks stand out and they're being dicks all the time about everything. And what bothers me is they're getting away with it because people don't want to rock the boat, get into an argument, get into a fight. So the dicks get emboldened, you know? This is why Trump got in. This is why the Q and honours are running rampant. This is, this is why people aren't wearing masks. Because the dicks are getting away with being dicks, so my wee rant is enough's enough. The dicks need to get tilt. So next time you see a dick, you go up and you shake that dick. And you shake that dick till that <laughs> dick spews. <laughs> right? You don't let the dick away with it. You just fucking grab that dick and you shake that dick for all it's worth until that dick can't take it anymore because it's time to bring the dicks down. You shake that dick red raw. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. I meant to say cunts, but it feels better saying dicks. <laughs> no, dick work, dick work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick, dick definitely works. Um, dick work. Yeah, like you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I think people don't want confrontation. I don't want confrontation. Being a dick to someone, even a dick, makes me feel terrible. So I, I struggle with even telling dicks that they're dicks. Um, but I think you're right, more more nice, good, 
Righteous people need to be good cunts to against the bad cunts. Grab those dicks and get them tail. Uh, do you know Just the, shake them. Do you know the shake them, right, Stephen? <laughs> do you know the people that really that have my greatest admiration in the world are the Porn people stars. who the people who can confront dicks in a calm, funny, intelligent, eloquent manner without yeah. getting their own blood up. How do they do it? It's like they're it's like they've got this inner zen, this inner thing where they just know how to deal with situations. I get really angry with people. You know, mm. I, I can escalate a fucking situation, you know. Mm. But uh, see when you watch somebody just deal with an arsehole or a dick or a cunt and just sort it out. Can I caveat this? And this is something that has um, encouraged me to to draw in my reactionary um, element to dicks is that you don't know what's going on in their life. You know, they could have mental health issues. They could have lost someone really close to them in their lives. So literally something that is minuscule has made them blow up in a public place. And it's not them, it's just time and place, circumstance. And so that's the only thing that I would say is that sometimes you need a little bit of understanding of the unknowing. Yeah, fuck that, man. Get the dicks tilt. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing, man. Like, it's a nice, it's a nice thing that you're we've saying. But like, shit to I think if you said that, fuck that, you'd shit be to deal with Finn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is definitely two on Finn one. Of Australia. This is definitely two dicks. <laughs> fucking same <laughs> Finn of Australia taking all the dicks. Ah. <laughs> Get him fucking tail. Fuck Get him. him. We've all got Yes. Yes, there are there are obvious times where people are obvious dicks and they need to be told. But all, all I'm saying this is this is why I never drink when I'm doing interviews. Fuck's <laughs> sake! Yeah, but this is the caveat of the show: is that you know we're all we're all there on the same level. We don't mean any of it. It's all in good fun. It's all in jest. But you know, fuck dicks. Oh, that's all I'm saying. My my gosh, like that, like this is. You know, um, views of my own. Uh, shall we cut to? <laughs> Let's get on to something to pick our spirits up. And so we've got a pick me up. So, without further ado, Stephen, pick me up. Now, if you want a good laugh, years ago, and uh, Finn, I believe you were there. Uh, maybe not, I'm not sure. Uh, Stephanie was there. It was a party. Mm -hmm. Uh, happening mm -hmm. after an improv dog show and it was a very snowy wintry night at a friend's house and um, we were going outside for cigarettes and whatnot during the night and there was a car in the driveway and during the night we were drawing stuff in the snow dirty stuff and it was fun right it was fun <laughs> and myself and Gordon Monroe the legendary Gordon Monroe were the last two people left at this party and everyone had left before us in dribs and drabs away down the road they went. The snow was deep. It was very it was a very, very wintry night. And the fact there's supposed to be snow coming, so it's quite apt that you might want to check this out. And uh, when me and Gordon did leave, we noticed that the car that we had been drawn on had been really embellished with uh, phallic symbols, which made us titter. And as we walked down the road we noticed that Almost every car in the street had been embellished with a phallic symbol of a different type. So I said to Gordon, no, let's go back because we were in the improv thing. And I says, let's you be a guy hosting an art show and I'll film you talking about cock art in the snow. Right. So we walked along the street and filmed every cock that we saw on the car windows with Gordon talking about the validity of modern day cock art, right? <laughs> this was very right thing, it's shocking. Yeah, stimulating at the same time. I think we'll see more of this. Hopefully it'll be unlikely, but wait, as I speak. <laughs> Here we go. The con mm. It continues. Well, do we have another doubler? Another mm -hmm. two, two rather large cocks. And as we were walking along, I mean, it just, these, there's two videos you'll find on YouTube, Cock Art 1 
and Cockart 2. That's how long it went on for. <laughs> the sequel. sequel. It literally went on for about 20 minutes. Right, and oh they and we, that's a lot of cock. Honestly, it just gets it gets more it gets it gets so bizarre. Now it becomes a little more sort of fun, as you can see, it's just a little. And it was clearly people who'd come from our party who knew the direction that we were going to walk in, leaving the party, had left a trail of cocks in the snow for us to follow. <laughs> Beautiful trail of cocks. I would urge you to go onto YouTube and check out Cockart 1 and Cockart 2 for a wee bit of respite from the modern world. Been quite interesting for, for us to have seen it all unfold in front of our eyes, but whoever did this has got a serious problem. <laughs> and I, I think you should search it, and that is another thing that I wrote in my notes that, you know, in these times where people are making a lot of content. People are making a lot of content, a lot of these kind of shows, interviews shows, but people are making a lot of good shit. Switch off your Netflix, your Amazon, your Disney Plus, your all that. Switch it off for a, for a night. Go online and find out who's making stuff local to you. Support your artists who are trying to entertain you online. Just spend a night. Just sit and find stuff, stream it to your big telly and have a laugh. Now, we did all yeah, these man. things years ago, but there are people doing that shit right now. Give them a watch, find them, and just give them a wee message saying, love what you're doing. It means a lot. Gosh, I agree, great, Stephen. Great sentiment. Stephen, um, any final thoughts that you would like to, to leave with our audience? I don't know. If you're watching this and you're, a, and you're a creative and you're thinking, well, that's helped, you're fucking doomed. Uh, because <laughs> nobody knows anything in this business. Everybody's making it up as they go along. Uh, everybody's True. trying to be their own thing and those who succeed don't care about anybody else they're doing their own thing so do your own thing don't try and be the next this or the next that be the first you fuck everybody else and be original and now be original by copying other things but never reference that never be honest about it just fucking do your version of that and claim it as original be yourself be confident and if you aren't confident pretend you are if you aren't intelligent, pretend you are. Because nobody knows nothing in this business. Good luck. And God bless. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. Cracking. Cracking. Stephen, thank brilliant. you so much. Oh, man, what is this stuff? It's fucking philosophy in a glass. <laughs>